Amazing Grace, a brief update on the convoy, followed by thoughts on a ubiquitous hymn. Brief convoy update. Friday, March 11th, the People's Convoy encircled the Washington, D.C. area, driving one lap around the Beltway. The four-wheelers, as cars and trucks are known, led the group for what was the convoy's sixth lap of I-495. The convoy remained in Hagerstown, Maryland, March 12th through 13th, without circling the Beltway due to a winter storm. Co-organizers Brian Braze and Mike Landis reiterated the convoy's commitment to continuing the process of peaceful protest and negotiations. The convoy is scheduled to drive its seventh lap around Washington, D.C., Monday, March 14th. Thoughts on Amazing Grace As the People's Convoy made its transcontinental journey, rallies were held in cities and towns across America. It became a tradition for truck drivers to lead the crowd in singing Amazing Grace, as occurred outside Indianapolis, Indiana. Englishman John Newton in 1772, the hymn is recognizable the world over. Newton's mother died when he was a boy. At the age of 11, he left school and joined his father as an apprentice mariner. He was later conscripted into the Royal Navy, enslaved for three years in West Africa, and once rescued, began working as a slave trader himself. During a storm at sea, he prayed to God for deliverance, and although this marked a turning point for him, Newton remained in the slave trade until he suffered a stroke in 1854. Then he served as an Anglican priest for over three decades before he began to work as an abolitionist in 1887 and later became an ally of William Wilberforce. Newton lived to see the passage of the Slave Trade Act of 1807, before dying later that same year. In 1835, Amazing Grace was set to the tune most commonly sung today by American composer William Walker. It was widely sung in America during this time period as part of the revival movement known as the Second Great Awakening. It is one of the hymns that was sung on the Trail of Tears, the forced displacement as part of the Indian Removal Act between 1830 and 1850. Due to this, Amazing Grace became known as the unofficial anthem of the Cherokee Nation. Harriet Beecher Stowe penned the verse, When We've Been There Ten Thousand Years, for her anti-slavery novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin, published in 1852. The hymn was sung by slaves and soldiers on both sides during the Civil War. Of the four verses still most commonly sung, this is the only one to mention God directly. Amazing Grace, 
how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. When we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. The lyrics present blunt truth, blind lost wretches in need of saving, but avoid becoming propositional, grace teaches, releases, and leads. The universal appeal of Amazing Grace is due in part to this eloquent balance. The hymn's unwavering message has become the graveside requiem for loved ones and lost causes, distilling a complex longing that cannot be spoken, but when it is sung, manifests as simple and true.